0: To us, wine about, about our O line failing all at once. We are some of those masochistic fools who dang to the bone, no doubt about
1: it. And welcome back to Fuck, Fuck you. you. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Seeing so across from me is Lloyd Johnson. As always. Dude, okay, so I want to bring this up. Before the podcast, Lloyd and I had an angsty music. Fast.
0: Uh, we dug through some some
1: early two thousands. So it started off with stained. It started off with stained. It was like what, uh, uh what was that one song?
0: Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so well, I just turned music on, just like trying to get an idea for like something to do for the song for today.
1: Yeah, and we, and we came to a consensus of Green Day because everyone knows Basket Case. It's, yeah. it's my favorite Green Day
0: song. The part you guys don't get is about the first 30 the thirty minutes before we record each episode is me and Alex like, well, what song do you want to do? And I'm like, ah, fuck, I didn't think about one. And yep, we back and forth, and then we figure something out. And he goes super, like, guy who can sing, trying to fit stuff together. And I'm like, <laughs> no, let's do it by a syllable count because I can't sing for shit. Yeah. So it, it's always a fun back and forth. And we just got into, like, this uh, this off-the-cuff music deep bender. dive. Yeah. We're, a bender. We're like, we're like, no, 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 let me show you this one. Let me show you this one.
1: Yeah, dude. And it I'm, was, like, I'm metal. Explaining... It ranged from, like, fucking the used. We had a, like, ai am going to listen to the used a lot. Because... Yeah. I,
0: I, so as we were going through stuff, I'm trying to find something I like that I know Alex will like for sure. And the more info I got back and forth, I'm like, oh, the used. Okay, that's where we're yep. going.
1: I need to listen to them more Like I'm gonna Cause I, when I'm at the gym Usually I'll listen to Discover Weekly on Spotify Which that is like Saved my playlist what? I have a playlist of over like 250 songs That's like ston- Songs I've just found On Discover Weekly
0: See my problem is that When I try to go <clears throat> My Spotify lists are so Erratic All over the place that, Like your daily mixes and shit Yeah they have no idea What to give me next <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, Whenever I do like The Discover weeklies It's like Oh here's Norwegian Death Metal <laughs> And the new Taylor Swift song <laughs> Are
1: like, you a Swifty at all?
0: No but According to Spotify I probably am Cause There's stuff I'll listen to Like Sia or
1: I, I We were talking uh, about this before I really like Sia
0: I do too I'm a big big fan of that She's uh, super
1: weird But she's also I mean super weird But she makes it work but she's also a crazy talented vocalist.
0: Yeah, I, so I was explaining this to Alex. But I like anything where there's a huge amount of talent. I don't care what it is. You show me the best cricket player ever, <laughs> and I'll watch it if I can tell what they're doing is...
1: Takes talent.
0: Crazy skillful.
1: Like 5 finger death punch.
0: Well, this episode was fun. Uh <laughs>
1: Oh, that was fun for me. I just saw Lloyd like die inside a little uh, bit. Yeah, I. I we were, so Lloyd and I before the podcast, we were like shitting on our like bands that like are like think they're more they think they're better than they actually are, or just like bands that are like really shitty human beings. I used to like Five Finger Death Punch a lot, but I realized that they think they are way better than they actually are.
0: Yeah, when you get Dave Grohl shitting on you. Who's the nice, arguably
1: one of the nicest people in music.
0: Uh, Literally, there's a quote from Jack Black saying that Dave Grohl is the nicest person he knows. And Jack Black seems like a really nice guy.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: And Dave Grohl's shit on those guys unabashedly. He's like, they're some of the worst human beings I've ever met, but they think they're the best. Yeah. Like, and they're terrible. They're terrible.
1: They're just, Ivan Moody is such a pretentious dick.
0: His name should just be Moody.
1: <laughs> Man, I would have bet on like who Dave Grohl would have thought was like the worst singer of all time. Or like the worst people he's ever met. Wouldn't you ever, wouldn't you bet on that?
0: Well, I don't know. Like again, I don't know that he necessarily was commenting on their ability so much as just them.
1: Yeah. But like if you had to go if if Dave Grohl Put out a contest. I'm like, hey, who do you think is the worst singer? Or who do you think are the worst people in music that you've ever met? And you had to bet on who you think those people would be? R. Kelly. Ian Watkins of Lost Profits. But <laughs> I will elaborate on that after the ad read. But no, where would you go? If where, I had to, if I had go? to bet, I'd go to betonline.ag? I would go to betonline.ag as well. Um, yeah, because the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, here's why Ian Watkins of Lost Profits is the worst person in music history.
0: Because you haven't met the lead singer of Eve Six. I can top it. Probably. Tell
1: your Eve Six. Tell your Eve Six story first. Uh, I was at. Th- I, this is a really funny story.
0: I was in Louisville, and uh, I was at uh, some friends of mine were playing a show. They're, they're musicians, and. Um, <clears throat> Whatever venue they were originally at, or no, 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 the venue they were at held up and the other venue next to it or up the street from it somehow was not able to hold up their end. So Eve Six and the bands that were with them ended up playing the show with my friend's band. And uh we, we went to a Perkins afterwards. Oh, man, throwback. And, um...
1: I like Perkins.
0: We were there for probably four hours. No shit. There's still a Perkins over in uh not No shit. Or North College Hill. Yeah, North College there
1: used Hill. There's some there's to be one in Anderson Township that I would go to every now and that's like very Bob Evans esque. Which by but, the way, hot take, Bob Evans fucking slaps. Go on.
0: No, you no argument there.
1: So good. Alright,
0: but uh so in the time we were at this Perkins, it's basically just the musicians that were on the show and a handful of people that were there. And like I said, my friends were one of the bands that played, so I was there with them. Okay. Um, like I was
1: staying- Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get
1: free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. At one of them's
0: house, so like I had to just. Yeah. And has Eve 6 been relevant since the 90s, really? Oh, this is back in the late 90s. Like
1: during their heyday.
0: Yeah. Well, right after their heyday, really. Yep. But within a three-hour period, the lead singer had said the same sentence to me multiple times. <laughs> I was like, you know, none of us were like over 19 when we recorded that first album. And uh, <clears throat> it went double platinum. Like, like he just had like this pre-prepared It's like spiel. he's hitting on you, in a way. What's, no, it's like, hey, you know, you just told me this 40 minutes ago. <laughs> and then if you saw how he was around... Any female that was in the room, shut it the fuck down.
1: He was the worst.
0: Yeah, he was very, um, Brian Callany.
1: Oh, man. you got booked to, did he get booked to Helium too? Probably. Did you see that whole thing about Oh, Bri-
0: yeah, yeah. I bit my lip. I didn't <laughs> say anything. Dwight, I'm, I love you. Dwight Simmons. I
1: fucking love that man.
0: I do too. I, uh, I wanted to, to, to comment a little bit, but uh, I just let it.
1: I wanted Better to put right. this on Facebook. I told this to Billy DeBoer. I'll say this on the podcast, but it says it goes nowhere else because, as you know, Breonna Taylor, um, her the cops that were in that shot her, two got, um, one was charged with wanton endangerment. You saw that? Wanton. Wanton endangerment. He said wanton. Whatever. I don't even know what the charge is. I mean, I know it's wanton <clears throat> endangerment.
0: It's uh, He got in trouble for missing. Yeah, he got in trouble for missing the black woman hitting the white walls.
1: Yep, and the other two cops got uh, headlining weekends at Helium. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. That,
0: it's not like I feel bad for Helium because I know that like they have deals set up ahead of time and what Like <clears throat> it's probably a real pain in the ass for them to to stop something
1: that was booked or, or not. Yeah, because the GM there, Avery, Avery Dellinger, I believe, he's a really good dude. He's approachable. I can talk to him. And that's very, it's not very common with a lot of bookers i met.
0: Right, I, I just, I think that probably was something that was already determined. in the works. Because
1: helium's <clears throat> a chain. Yeah. And it was determined by the higher-ups. So it's probably beyond Avery's control. He's like, fuck, I don't want really to do this.
0: Right, which I think there's a lot of that with... So, uh, I don't want to shit on helium, and...
1: I love that club. I've done that club a few times. I had a I, weekend there prior to COVID, but it got lost. I was supposed to be, uh, go with Rand.
0: But, you know, the reason I didn't comment on, like, what Dwight's saying, I, I like that club. I like the people Have there. Have you been? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've been there for... It's
1: only been <clears> a couple <throat> of years.
0: Yeah, I, I um... Uh, are not even, like, a year and a half. I think last time I was there was Big J. Oh, that's rules. So go on about E6, my bad. We Uh, we uh, went on the tangent uh, The guy was just... All of the ways a 21-year-old can be awful when they got famous at 19. Or 20, probably 3 or 4-year-old at this point. Oh,
1: so he's just a 21-year-old dickbag.
0: He's probably 24 at this point. Uh, 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 Oh, so he's a
1: 24-year-old dickbag.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was... He's a kid who got famous really young, and so I tried not to take it to, but literally it was the same opening sentence multiple times. And it's like, hey, you know, we just met <laughs> like 45 minutes ago. Me and you had a conversation and you started with this same sentence. And it happened probably three times throughout the night. Where was like, you know, none of us were over like 19. And we recorded that first album and I mean, <clears throat> it went double platinum or whatever, but
1: like, Yeah, because you caught a wave of a genre of like '90s alt rock.
0: Well, whatever that album was, good. It was it was good. Yeah, sure. I'm not not gonna shit on him, Uh, but it just he was awful. Yeah, he's also get to his head. Well, he's also like you know a ginger kid from a small town that was nobody, and then all of a sudden was you know the man in whatever groups he was or whatever circles he was in so I, I tried not to blame him too much but yeah uh, after seeing how he went towards some of the females that were there I was was he I like was, trying to
1: like schmooze his way into their vaginas
0: yeah it was almost like uh, he went at it almost like
1: hey you know you should be ready to fuck he's the kind of I bet he's the kind of guy that like tries to fuck after every show oh yeah yeah, there's so many of those fucking dirtbags. And I was going to get to, um, is that pretty much the story? Of yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the rest of the guys were actually really pretty cool. You see that a lot where, like, the singers, like, this, like he's the star, he's the spotlight. It's a lot like, I'm going to, it's a football podcast. It's a lot like an NFL team because we, we go through rosters constantly. You see, like, these quarterbacks, like, like with the, this week you got Carson Wentz. I don't see anything pretentious about him. He's just a guy. He's just a guy who throws a football, but ev- almost every time another
0: ginger who was nobody and then yeah gets to feel important.
1: But then the the offensive linemen are all like normal dudes.
0: I'll tell you what: of all the football players I've met, college, pro, up to and including my buddy Thomas, D line guys seem to be the most.
1: Like, hey, what's up?
0: Yeah, like, uh, not like, oh, I'm a football player. They're just like, hey, here's, like, they'll talk to you like a person more than.
1: I remember I met Andy Dalton uh, in 2013 because he went to Crossroads for a Christmas show. And, like, he was just the most approachable. I hit my microphone. He's, like, a, the most approachable dude. Super nice. Just went there with his wife. Like, he was just didn't even care that he had the most standoutish hairstyle known to man. What's he just a, sat in
0: the third row. Like, I met Pecco down at um, uh, Newport-on-Levee. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were both at the movie theater. We both went to the bathroom at the same time. And he looked over like, he's a big boy or something. Whatever he said. <laughs> just, you know, and we're...
1: first of all, top Pecco, no small person either. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no.
0: But I was taller than him, and he commented on it. And then we just by dumb luck, both having to be at Gameworks after, and we were... I loved that place, man. We were right by each other for most of the night, and it was just, like, casual, cool... You know what I mean? Like, if if you ran into somebody, like, oh, okay, this guy's alright, like, while you're out at somewhere like Gameworks. There was no pretension. There was no, I'm up. Like, Yeah. He was just a dude there with his kids, and... His kid and my kid were playing fucking skee ball together. That
1: rules. Like, and
0: he was just, you know, he was just a, a dude that was there with everyone else.
1: Yeah, like, um, I forget what I was going to say. But going back to the musician thing, I was going to talk about Ian Watkins from Lost Prophets. Yeah, please
0: do. Because I've always heard that that guy's awful, but I don't know he why. He is
1: worse than you realize. He is known as the worst. To me, the worst pedophile, not just in music, but ever. I did not know that. He is a, he was a horrendous pedophile. We're going to get into some deep shit here. Um, Not us, personally. Like, we're just going to talk about it. Ian Watkins, to preface it, uh, two counts of trying to rape an infant? Yeah, your eyebrow raise is correct. Yeah, I I understand, man. Yeah, fuck all of that. Like dude, he was like cuz he was in the genre of like the Warp Tour kind of guys yeah. where it's like you your fan base is like 13 like to 17 and these girls are like they're going to be enamored with you. And Watkins is like the fucking terrible person he he is and was is going to be like, "Yeah, come back to my hotel room. We're going to do blow together even though you're a child." I mean, he, you're
0: 14, but it's you know it's the Midwest, so I guess I can't ask for younger here. <laughs> Your
1: mom's cool with it, cause like <laughs> he would like her try mom's and,
0: banging the bass player.
1: Yeah, some like some uh, some of like Ian Watkins' crazy fans would like try and get their kids to have sex with Ian Watkins or something like that. His com- I remember his computer password was I fuck kids.
0: Cool guy. Cool. Yeah, guy. he was the
1: worst. <clears throat> the well, worst person imaginable added to the list of people if I ever see I'll fuck them up on site I've heard like he's in prison like he hid like he hid a cell phone in his butt and he would like still try and groom people from prison
0: I think didn't Jared from subway try the same shit
1: I maybe
0: like he had some weird thing with hiding a cell phone
1: or yeah like man I couldn't imagine <clears throat> first of all who gives Ian Watkins lube in prison? It's like, all right, all right, time to go back in your butthole.
0: Well, I mean, as much as, as much as someone like that strokes their own ego, he probably just has lube coming out of his hands.
1: Yeah, because he was like, I, because I read that people thought that Ian Watkins was like the most, pre- the, just the most pretentious dude, but the rest of the band was awesome. Right. I've always
0: heard that, that dude was terrible, but I didn't know.
1: He was a miserable human being. He is in prison. I think his sentence was like thirty-five years. As he should yeah, be. Yeah, good. Fucking gross. God damn. I told you, man. I almost said R. Kelly, but like you said, <clears throat> R. Kelly was just... I watched that whole um, uh, what was it, Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. Holy fuck.
0: Uh, the, there's actually... Um, I don't know the name of it, but there's another video of someone where they're interviewing one of his security guys. Okay. Okay. And he talks about some of the shit that R. Kelly used to pull, like having women line up in a row and pull their pants down and bend over, and he would walk by and stick a finger or two into each until he found... Until he found what? Which one was
1: the tightest. Are you fucking me right now? No. God damn, dude. That sucks. Like, you'd be like...
0: And the, the security guard was like, I just couldn't believe how often people went along with it. He's like, when we would just come backstage and he would say some crazy shit like that. And they would just be like, okay. He's like, every once in a while you'd see a girl like, fuck you, I'm out. And leave. And he's like, those were the like the ones you could be like, okay, there is... Like the security guy was talking. He's like, that's the ones where you could be like, oh, there is some... Still some backbone to humanity. There's still some...
1: Yeah, because he, he like, groomed Aaliyah. Right, which... that whole Aaliyah thing was fucked. The fact that he wrote a song called "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number" for Aaliyah, who was like 14 or 15, 15. at the time, that is some grooming ass shit. And what a just uh,
0: unbelievably amazing talent that just
1: <clears throat> she she filmed a music video on an island. That music video, I watch, it's, I mean, she's so fucking talented, but it's, it's so haunting to watch. Yeah. Because, like, you know that after that, not only did Aaliyah die, but so did everyone in the music video.
0: Yeah, wasn't she also in, uh, what, Queen of the Damned, or? I'm not sure, man. She was in one, of, yeah, she was in one of the, like, uh, um, <clears throat> interview with a vampire sequels, and she was really fuck like. She did a good job.
1: Yeah, she was good. She was only like, what, 21, 22?
0: Yeah, she was real young, but like, if you watch her in that, she has a present. She has a... Yeah. You can tell she was something different, and it sucks that, yeah, I would love to see her have a chance to really... To
1: really like, kind of like Left Eye in a way.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean...
1: Well, uh... Left Eye kind of had a career. Like, yeah, because she had the 90s with TLC, because TLC hasn't really done much. Right, but I don't know that Left Eye had, like, the talent, like, I
0: would like to see seen Aaliyah progress as an actress, as a yeah, writer, dude. as a, like, uh, people that were around her said she was, like, super funny. Like, she was very that sharp rules, and quick.
1: Because apparently, as one part of the R. Kelly documentary was, like, they were, like, there were, like, three girls on the tour bus with her, or three girls on the tour bus with R. Kelly, and, like, one girl walked in on Aaliyah and R. Kelly having sex. And R. Kelly was like, like my age. Yeah. And then Ali was like, a teenager.
0: Yeah, he was like late twenties, and she was like fifteen, sixteen.
1: Yeah, it's fucked up. And then R. Kelly was like, age ain't nothing but a number. I mean, it's and pee it's ain't easy. Ain't nothing but water. It's the what?
0: And P ain't nothing but water.
1: <laughs> a new Blake Hammond line: If Mountain Dew was P, then Code Red would be super fucked up. <laughs>
0: God damn it, he's too good. He's too fucking. Funny. Blake had
1: this. Okay, so we're gonna divert to some funny shit. But Blake had this new joke where it's like, um, I think of, I think some people think of the coronavirus the same way they they think of the female orgasm. Have you heard this one? I saw, yeah. But it's like I haven't seen it, so I guess it doesn't exist.
0: Uh, that kid's just, he's next fucking level, man. He is so goddamn funny. Yeah.
1: But he's like, I think, uh, I personally think of the coronavirus like the female orgasm, because I'm trying really hard not to give it to my grandma. <laughs> so fucking. That's fun. perfect. That's fucking. We talked about Blake so much on this podcast. Yeah,
0: I, I don't care how much I talk about that dude. He is deserving of every
1: bit of it. He's the funniest comic in Cincinnati. I hands down. So, um, I was gonna. I talked about this a little bit before the podcast. Um, so, I my day job is I substitute teach. And I do my damnedest to try and not tell kids that I do stand up,
0: and even harder to not let them know he's a DJ.
1: Yeah, I don't let that slip. I don't think I have. I think actually, oh, I think I, I get have it. once. I think I, get I have it. once. After what Lily did to you, I... oh, she ripped me a new asshole <clears throat> in front of, well, in front of Anakin and uh, and Danny Ruffalo. That like fucking man, two. <laughs> <laughs> Two insults with one Lloyd's daughter. Yeah, uh, she's she's sharp, bro. So anyway, um, I sh- like I was talking to some kids about go bananas. And I'll get to why in a second, but they were watching like I forget Jay Nog. I want to say his name was because he had a clip, and I'm like i I've, I've ba- I barely know Jay Nog. Watch Blake Hammond instead. Oh yeah, and I showed him the the depression bit. Or it's measures the size of your penis with your ex-girlfriend's, new boyfriend's penis. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Dude,
0: he's... The whole bit, especially when he bleeds into, like, the Xander and the... He hates that joke.
1: And I get why. But it's, it's fucking great. The first time I ever heard it was at the Thompson house. There were, like, four people in the room, and Blake just went all out. I was in tears.
0: Yeah, the first time I heard it, I... I remember being... Like I'm almost like taking a step back like, oh shit this is this kid's better than a lot of people. It just there was no fat on that fucking joke from the first time I heard it to the last time I heard it. It's so and
1: it hasn't changed.
0: It just he there's no fat. there's nothing you can take out of it. There's nothing you need to add to it. It's just funny top to bottom.
1: For all of the right and all of the wrong reasons. Ex- exactly, dude. He's he should get something. If he moves, he'll be fine. He's he's just something else. I, yeah. Whatever. So anyway, I uh, so I, I, I talk about how I try not to tell kids that I saw uh, that I do stand up. I let it slip literally yesterday, and I'll explain why. Because it was like a bunch of seniors. They went to Anderson High School, and probably shouldn't have said the school. But so not real smart. There was a there was a kid wearing a, a hat yesterday. It said BLM, but under it said Biden likes minors. Lloyd's face is appropriate. Cool. <laughs> so does Trump. Anyway. Um. So they were talking about their they had the fantasy they had like a bunch of fantasy football players in that in that room. But they said like the loser would have to do stand up. And which is common among like fantasy football people that, that lose fantasy football leagues. But I uh they were talking about how they would do stand up. They're like I don't think there's a comedy club in Cincinnati. And I had this moment where I heard that and I just went on autopilot. I just went my inner mantra at that time was oh no you didn't i just <laughs> i love your laugh right there
0: alex channel was inner miss pat
1: <laughs> dude i watched a couple of her uh, uh this is not happenings the other day dude she is hilarious she's i've heard she's a lot as a person uh
0: she was super super nice to me i mean she also nicknamed me lunch so, take that for what it's worth. But Dude, she's she was... a
1: lot, man. Well, I mean... She has a story of how she met Jimmy Carter when she, when he went to McDonald's. She
0: also has a, a bit about how she got her nipple shot off by her. Yeah, head. that was
1: one of her This Is Not Happenings. Yeah. She did a bit where she met Jimmy Carter at McDonald's. Because, uh, like, the Secret Service, like, let him in. And then she went, and I'm paraphrasing here because I have to. Brother, where the fuck I know you from? <laughs> yeah, it was not brother, but... Yeah, it was not brother. Yeah. Um,
0: she's... <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what. You want to watch something hilarious? Go back and watch the first time she's on Burt Kreischer's podcast.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because she got what Burt was in
1: seconds. Yes. And had a field day with him. Yeah, so anyway, I... I cut. <laughs> I digress totally but I, I kind of had this oh no you didn't moment and I just told them like everything I'm like go bananas in Montgomery I know the guy to email I told him stories about like some bad comics I've seen I have I told you the worst comic I've ever seen no Paul Geiler was his name he went up at the Thompson house one night and said alright for the next five minutes I'm gonna do my jokes in a stewy voice
0: Gross. Oh, God, gross.
1: <laughs> and Lloyd's, Lloyd's face was appropriate, and it was just a hack, terrible British accent. I already hate him. Because like. <laughs> one thing, I always say is, I love watching terrible comedy. I don't know, like the
0: Helensky show at Chameleon where like he used to convince people in the crowd to come up and do. <clears throat> one of my favorite things ever. Like, have you ever needed any more reason to love Holinsky than just everything about him already? I love Mike Holinsky. I, uh, uh, him convincing people to come up and do stand-up at those shows at Chameleon
1: were... I mean, some of the, the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I love... I mean, there's a difference to me between like between a guy that isn't funny... And a guy that thinks he is, but really isn't. Yeah. The latter? I am sitting there. I mean, sometimes like I'm just like half paying attention. When it's that terrible. I am locked eyes with the performer. I love watching that shit.
0: I remember Holinsky looking at a dude like, if you say anything that gets a laugh other than quoting a movie, <laughs> I'll be amazed. <laughs> and he said it with... <laughs> He said it with utter disdain. Like if you get a <laughs> laugh off of anything other than trying to quote a movie, oh, I'll be so amazed. Weird. And I remember sitting in the back of Chameleon, uh, right next to Ran and Amber Falter, and love them both. I was, she's a fucking gem. And I Ran's love Amber Falter. One of my Falter best friends death. forever. She's
1: one of the most lovable, huggable people you could ever meet. Just. A gem of a person. Yeah, she's one of those
0: people, like, when she's around, you feel like, is there, like, a curator here to make sure, like, this doesn't get messed up? Yeah. Like, she's just so cool, so funny. She's
1: the kind kind of person where, and I I feel this way about a few people, but, like, every time she walks into, like, my presence, this, holy shit, this is gonna sound like, marry me. But I, I feel this way about a lot of my friends. If she's, like, if we're in the same room, my mood is instantly better.
0: Yeah, I I think she's just, she's super funny, super, like, genuine to the point where she gives a shit about everyone she talks to. Like, it's, yep. a, it's just a type of person I could never be. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yes. Like, I feel like there should be a museum curator following her around, like, <clears throat> to make sure you don't, like, break that Fabergé egg. Like, yes. Not that she's delicate or anything. I don't mean it in that way. I mean, like, like she's such a treat, you feel like it's yep. almost wrong that you're hanging out with her.
1: Yeah, dude. Like, where you're like, I mean, are you sure you want to be around me? Me? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Because I remember I went to Shrunken Head one night. Like, the first time I ever went to Shrunken Head, she was like, she put pictures of me on her story like I was a big deal. I'm fucking not. I'm just a dipshit comic trying to tell dick jokes up there she acted like it was a big deal that I was there. And I'm like, I appreciate this so much. Yeah, she's a... God damn it, that girl's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, sorry. No, you're good. But I love... Not speaking of Amber Falter, speaking of terrible comedy. Which is not Amber, she's very funny. She's really good. I, like I said, I love watching an awful comedian. Like, I went to uh, a Half-Liter Barbecue... In uh, Indianapolis on Monday And like the second dude on stage Brought um He had He was a ventriloquist comedian Oh it gets worse He brought On stage with him like A pair of googly eyes that he Set on top of his fist And wasn't even Trying to close his mouth as the Puppet was talking Did Cam have a stroke? <laughs> He
0: about did, man. Like I, this is how this is how weirdly empathetic I am. I felt genuinely bad <clears throat> for Cam, who I haven't seen in forever. One of my favorite but, people, love him to death. But I know that he's he's usually involved with that show, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. He was uh, kind of the one like setting up the equipment, and he was the last comic to go. I just feel like he had to be sitting there, like
0: trying not to to, to physically. Stroke out!
1: What is happening to my open mic? Yeah, that I, was the longest five minutes. And have you met David Brooks? Yeah, he followed that. Sorry. I'm like, because when sorry, I found that David was following that, I'm like, I cannot wait for this next, for this next fucking five minutes. You know who I would love to see follow that? Go ahead.
0: Uh, either Fagin Bush. <laughs> just on my own amusement, or um,
1: Fagin- Luke Fagan Bush is one of the most underrated comedians in Cincinnati. Absolutely. He shuts up. He, I mean, like he's not like boastful, but he's very, very funny.
0: Or Faust. <laughs>
1: like in my head,
0: in my head, I've already created like Faust following that. <laughs> because I don't know anyone who can just project disdain <laughs> the way he can.
1: I love that.
0: That's—I mean—that I mean, that I just i just created that scenario for me personally in my own head, but <laughs> how great would it have been if the next person up was Faust? Faust is really good at being angry. That's because he's really angry.
1: Yes, he is. He's mastered what he's... you Like, he is a method comedian. Well,
0: he's just unapologetically who he is, which I love. I love that. I'm on board 100%.
1: Faust is so funny. I
0: just... In my head that's
1: who I want to follow that. <laughs> Cause Faust would make that his whole five minutes about that shit. Yeah. And it would have been great. Like Oh my god. Maybe Blake could have
0: followed that. Oh uh, Blake for sure coulda. I just There's nothing Blake can't do. But he wouldn't have been Blake's too nice to have been mean in the
1: way that like Faust would have. Because Blake is like super like encouraging towards young comedians towards new comedians like hey that's a like, that's a really good like cause he runs the writing session he's, he's just a, a that- fucking nice person
0: yes and Faust isn't which I don't think he would take any exception to me saying that
1: Faust is like he's a dick but he's not a malicious dick
0: no 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 he's not a mean he's not a bad guy he's not mean he's but he also isn't gonna worry about your feelings before the funny yeah, ex- yeah, dude. So that's why, in my head, I wanted
1: him to follow... <laughs> Alright, so we just... Went on a real comedy yeah, thing. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I think... I mean, I mean, I do comedy. You're, like, one of the biggest non-comic comedy fans in the city. That's probably true. <laughs> Man, I miss I miss doing comedy regularly so much. And I was talking to... Uh, do you know Hannah Rushline up in yeah. Indy? I was talking... I fucking... Again... She's she's kind of like a falter level, where she's, like, super nice, super funny, Um, and I, I stayed with her. Very, like my, very self-aware. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, that's a... Because she drank for a while, and then now that she's sober, she's like, oh, shit, this is how you should live your life. She, I disagree, but... I, I mean, you down a bottle of Sailor Jerry every episode. Right, but I...
0: I'm also just human garbage, and...
1: I mean, so am I, but I'm also fun human garbage.
0: Right, I'm just angry human garbage. It's <laughs> <clears throat> if you don't believe me, check out the episode of bastard that... The Bastard Sermon. The Bastard Sermon—that's a plug. I want to yeah, do a uh, podcast sometime soon. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I'll, I'll send Cody. He'll. Cody Hucker is a fucking gem.
1: Okay, I fuck with it.
0: <clears throat> uh, me and him actually just recorded something the other day of ideas for another podcast. I'm, I'm playing, and he was nice enough to come over and just kind of hash it out for a little work bit. shit you know work out whatever even if, if what we recorded might not be a part of it <clears throat> he was nice enough to do that and then message me afterwards like oh that was really cathartic and fun and nice for me like he's just such a Cody is exactly who Cody is yep and if you've never listened to the bastard sermon they've had Blake on they've had Jay Armstrong they've had Rand they've
1: had Jay is one of the first people I met when I started. And I will forever be grateful for that man.
0: But the Bastard Sermon is a, it is a really good podcast. Like regardless of, of what you're into, there's a little bit of something in there for any it, it's just a it's just a three guys that are really good friends. <clears throat> that have guests on, and I mean, it's everything from they've had like crazy conspiracy theory guys that they're basically no mocking, shit. like like mocking the whole time to like just... oh,
1: so how do you plug that to the conspiracy theorist? How do you be like, hey, we're gonna talk about the conspiracy theories you believe in, but also we're gonna mock you the whole time?
0: Well, they just do it subtly enough that like they're all funny dudes, like none of them are comics, but they're all funny. Funny-minded yeah. people. Yep. So, like, there's one where I was listening to a few weeks ago that <clears throat> they had this guy on, and he's just going deeper and deeper into every, like, David Icke conspiracy theory <laughs> nonsense you can get into. And they're so subtly mocking him, and he's just building off of it and rolling harder and harder on each... Oh, my God. <clears throat> it's it's fantastic. But they also will have on, like, you know... Uh, uh, Danny Danny Gamble, I think is the guy's name. Is the artist. Yeah, he's the artist. Does, Danny Gamble. Uh, you know, and and be genuinely interested when he's explaining, like, oh, we did this mural here and this that. They're just three, three dudes that uh, get what they're doing with their podcast, and I really do enjoy it. Like, I, yeah, I was There's just a- on, and I made sure to make a million references to other episodes so they knew, like, oh, I actually listened to your shit.
1: Oh, no shit. You did your homework.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I've listened to it just because I enjoyed it. Nice. Like, I met Cody at a, uh, he's a huge Stanhope fan like me and I'd seen him at a handful of Stanhope shows and I was like, all right. I fuck with you.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it just, and then I'd seen Does see he him know a lot here. of the Cincy stand-ups or? Yeah, yeah. Like I said,
0: he's had Blake on, he's had Ran on. Yeah, I, I was going
1: to say, that but like... um, I don't know if I've ever met him, though.
0: You probably, you'll probably you probably recognize him if you see him. Oh, okay. Like He's been in enough enough comedy shows where you're probably like, okay, I've seen this dude before.
1: Because yeah, I knew you before we started doing this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, For a while, too. If
0: any comic, and since he doesn't know me at this point, it's like, okay, you're <laughs> you're not trying to.
1: Yeah. You're not trying to go to open mics. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh... Like, you you go to the open mics. We appreciate that and I love them I just us trying our new bullshit I
0: love hearing jokes develop I love seeing it and I think if more people gave that a chance they would realize how fun it is it's so raw too well I think it's just there's something so gratifying about seeing a joke not work and then six of mics later, kind of work. And then twelve yeah, later, it's works. even more
1: gratifying for me. But I think for an audience, there's there's something there that because if you see it like the first time, and then you see it like six times, like oh, like there's new tags in there, or there's new timing in there.
0: Yeah, it, it's
1: to me, it's fascinating. But I I, I love stand up. Right? Yes, as you should. It's the best thing in the world. I mean, football. I mean, it's a football podcast. We love stand-up comedy. And fighting. Yes, and fighting. Which, by the way...
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of this Saturday, one of the biggest UFC cards of the year. You should probably come watch it. Ooh, I might do that.
1: I'm DJing a wedding on Saturday, I just found out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, I won't get into too much detail. Like, I literally just found out about this like three hours ago, but um, a friend of the pod, uh, Kyle Jeffers' ex-girlfriend, hit me up, um... Literally randomly, because I got the mess and I was like, oh, shit, what did I do? Just completely out of the blue, and she's like, hey, I need a DJ for a wedding. I was like, oh, thank God.
0: I'm performing a wedding this weekend.
1: Really? Yeah. What are you doing?
0: A friend of mine's parents was...
1: Oh, shit. Are you the, um, officiating? Are you officiating it?
0: Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how widely spread it's supposed to be. That's why I'm... Yeah. Being mildly vague about
1: it, but... but yeah, mine, the one I'm doing is just like... <clears throat> What from what I've heard, a couple hundred bucks is literally a last-minute booking. So I'm like, I'll take, I'll take that. I need to pay rent. So I'm gonna meet with them probably tomorrow and probably go over shit. But yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm trying to do more weddings because I've done one. I've done Billy DeBoer's wedding. And the did you go to Billy's wedding? No, I was not invited. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just got a notification about um, Miami versus Jacksonville starting right now. Minshew versus Fitzpatrick I have Devontae Parker playing on my fantasy team I digress but it was at the um, the Woodward downtown yeah yeah in OTR and the venue said that in the three years that they've been booking weddings because they're one of the most booked venues in Cincinnati they said I was the best DJ they've ever had because I, I DJ in college bars I, I, I DJ in bars I, I fucking get the I get the deal I, I do stand up I do trivia so I'm behind a microphone constantly, so i know how to do that.
0: Well, I think anything you do, you're going to put real effort into, so, yeah, I would assume you're good at it. Thank you.
1: I've also had people ask me if I'm funny as a DJ. You can be.
0: You can, but it also... You run that risk of going, like, strip club DJ.
1: I've seen strip club DJ... I mean, I've only been to strip clubs twice in my entire life. The, the first time I ever went... We'll get back to this. This is a little tangent, but I went to Diamonds and Date. My 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 boss took me after I went to went to Milano's one night, my Saturday night gig. But the DJ at one point, he's like, "Come on, throw money at her!" And I was like, "Oh my!" God. Come on, guys!
0: This girl's out here shaking it for you. Give her some love <laughs> he in the form he- of singles, fives, <laughs> and tens. Let's see the. Let's see those wallets open up and the love explode on the stage. <laughs> also, chicken wings, the back of the house, right now. We have uh, we have garlic pepper and lemon habanero.
1: Check them out, guys. I felt so bad that that dude was just like, "Come on, throw money at her." Like that quote, like resonated with me so much. He's like, "I need a new Xbox," and that's my girlfriend. <laughs> and I wanted her to be my girlfriend so bad. I believe that she is my girlfriend. I remember the, the other one I went to was uh, <laughs> um, it was in Denver for a bachelor party. Gross. And um, some dudes would like throw like wads of cash, but sometimes a one dollar a one dollar bill would just like float down off the stage right to my side. I'm just like here, here's my tip. Do something to my face. I've never been a big strip club guy. Me neither. But one of the one of the most amusing
0: things I've ever seen happen to a strip club. Uh, one of the guys that used to train with us—he looks like an action figure. <laughs> like, he is six foot three. No genitalia. Two hundred fifty. Unfortunately, no. That is not the case. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't know the answer to that, but I'm for sure not. There know.
1: is you know. some genitalium. Yeah, he's got a
0: fucking water bottle hanging between. It. But uh, he was sitting in a, uh, at a the edge of a strip club, we were literally, like, killing time waiting for guys to get back from a a jiu-jitsu tournament. Okay. And the closest thing to there, the closest bar to where we were, was a strip club.
1: So, like, let's just get drinks.
0: Like, I wasn't there. I actually went to pick one of the other people up, and then I came back to grab those guys before we all went to the gym. And when I get there, there's this, like... Super thuggy, really tiny, skinny guy with, like, just all gold teeth with diamonds. And he's literally throwing wads of cash at the stage, but he's hammered. And at one point he throws a wad and it mostly misses. (laughs) And I won't say his name. My buddy just reached over and picked most of it up off the floor. He left, didn't he? He stuck it in his pocket, and then he... Went back to his little stack of singles. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell the guy, like, everything in the, the guy who threw the money, everything in him wanted to say something, but he was so horrified, just.
1: Because <laughs> the guy that picked it up was a jiu-jitsu fighter.
0: When, uh, well, actually, he was a, he was a, a, a kickboxer, but he was he was. He could have kicked that guy's ass. He's a scary-looking person. Like, I'll say that. He's every bit of 6'3", 250 pounds, and, you know, he's got a 14-pack, whatever. like <laughs> He's built like a fucking superhero. He's like a V with legs. Built like a
1: linebacker.
0: No, he's built like a big linebacker.
1: Oh, yeah. So, like a Ray Lewis.
0: Yeah. Like, like if Ray Lewis was
1: taller. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> I, here's what I will say. Lloyd, that can be a um, here's what I will say about strip clubs. I think you might be able to attest to this. I figured out this out on the first night that I ever went to one. The people that go to strip clubs by themselves are exactly who you think they are.
0: So I have a couple of friends who are dancers. Okay. And I remember one of the most concise things I've ever heard someone say was the hardest part is pretending you're not creeped out by the person you've talked to 50 uh-huh. times. Uh-huh. She's like, There's a, there'll be a guy there who you've had 50 interactions with because they're always there, and then they'll get a private dance or they'll engage you when you're not on the stage. And she's like, being pretending you're not creeped out by them is why they earn the money they earn.
1: Yeah. Greg Giraldo used to have a bit about it. So, which fun, which not so fun fact? Five days from now is the ten year anniversary of when he died. I'm. I actually didn't know that, but, but that was one of the first times
0: I really was like bummed out by a yeah, celebrity me, death. Me
1: too, man. I n- I never got to see him.
0: I saw him once and killed. God damn it, dude! Of course he did. <clears throat> he just dismantled.
1: But Geraldo had a bit where it's like. His, one of his friends was saying like, yeah, I think that stripper's into me. He was like, yeah, that's her job. Yeah. That's why you throw money at her. Exactly. But yeah, like there was one, there's just like old dudes that have like some money, but not a ton. There was one dude, he was like kind of goth in a way. He had like, just like, he was losing his hair, but still had a ton of it. And had just like this sunken eye look that just stuck with me. Like, I just went with my boss after, like... Because it was the only place that was open. But, yeah, the...
0: Well, I, so, I worked for an electrical contractor at one point where... You, you went to a strip club? No. Or I, you
1: did, like, you worked at a strip
0: club. Well, we ended up doing it, but that's just because he went there every day, all day. Like, while we were working, we basically built Rookwood Commons while he lived at Deja Vu.
1: Oh, that's, like, fucking a mile and a half from my house. Apartment.
0: <clears throat> yeah, um... So, at 18, I was the... The lighting manager for Gap, Old Navy, Anthropology, Bed Bath & Beyond, GameStop. Oh, so the
1: White People Emporium.
0: Yeah, but like, at 18 I got put in charge of the whole lighting crew. Yeah. Because <clears throat> the contractor I worked for, his main foreman left and took half the company with him. So he hired a bunch of us out of Diamond Oaks to be his new crew. Yep. And he was like, "Oh well, you'll figure it out." And just would throw. Like I'd be up to like two o'clock in the morning talking to architects. Like, can we do this? No. All right. What about this? How about all the shit he should have been doing? But instead, he would just go to Deja Vu and put bumps of cocaine on his. Yeah. Yeah. On his on his little little uh, bill thing they have the little.
1: Yeah. I had, a, I had a bit about the first I ever went I took $100 out of my savings account Which is the most pathetic thing I've ever done
0: Nana I spent your singles on hoochies
1: <laughs> <laughs> The way you were That was so good I, Cause the bit was how like There was one night where I um, Wanted to see boobs so badly That I delayed my retirement <laughs> There, I like that. There was one day I was like, "That was the only joke I thought of," but it was still a productive day. That's a damn good joke. Thank you. I, I kind of laughed out loud. I'm like, "Yeah, I, I like that a lot."
0: No, I remember uh, when we redid all the lights and and day job because my old boss just lived there. We literally were in the room next to where all the girls like changed and got ready before they went out, so we couldn't see them but we could hear them. I cannot wait to hear this. And it was a mix of... There's a handful of girls that worked there that were accomplishing a goal. Like There's a handful, I'm like, no, this is me paying for nursing school. And I am not going to be involved in all of your shit. And then there was just the trailer park... Daddy issue, Uh, 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 bonanza, that was the rest of them. Where, like, we'd be listening to them talk as they're, you know, getting in costume, quote unquote. And you would hear shit where you're like, this is exactly what I thought (laughs) the locker room of a strip club would sound like. Yep. To the point where it was... My buddy Rich would go and, and, like, hang out for a couple hours after we got off. I couldn't have got out of that fa- that place any faster. <laughs> like, the second we hit 5 p.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever our quitting time was, I was mad dash, like, 40-yard yeah, sprint to my fucking van to get out of there. I don't blame you. <clears throat> and it told me a lot about the guy I worked with Rich that he would hang around afterwards cuz I'm like you heard what they were saying I'm mortified for these poor people like there's a girl who literally was talking about her parents she's a lock locker in a dog cage Whoa! and I'm like of course of course that's how
1: that just comes up in like, a strip club locker room
0: dude it, it literally hearing them Hearing them talk is we're, we're, we're like, you know, running wires into a panel for the new lighting system that's going to be used, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and it literally sounded like every, everything you thought would be the worst of what strippers say in the background. It was all of that. Yeah. All
1: the time. hundred percent. Like it's on their sleeve. It's. It's just the way that the way they were brought up, and it was a fucked up way. And uh, dude, it
0: it it made it hard for me to. I don't know that I
1: could ever go to a strip club now and enjoy it. So, in a sense, it, you're talking about the ones that make it a job versus the ones that make it a career, <clears throat> right? Some of them, it's a way to achieve something.
0: Yep. And those, you're like, good on
1: you. I've literally talked to girls who have been like, I've considered stripping.
0: And I think there's a, a there's also an area in between of people who make it a career but own it and are uh, are okay with how they're doing like yeah and then there's the ones that just uh, there's the ones that just are like god damn it this is
1: this is like they've achieved their end goal
0: no they've just achieved the best that the world's willing to give them
1: that just sucks man
0: Dude, it was. It, it, some of those were so
1: fucking depressing. Yeah. And we're not shitting on sex work here. That's not. No, at no, all. no. Not at all. Like. If you want to have an OnlyFans, which, by the way, I don't subscribe to any OnlyFans, and I'm not just saying that for, for salvage's sake, but, like, if you want to have an OnlyFans, fucking have an OnlyFans. Oh, I'll be on it. What's up? What? I've slept with an OnlyFans girl. It was kind of fun. Um, I'll edit that out. But. <laughs> No, but,
0: no, I know strippers that are strippers because that's a profession they enjoy doing. They take an ownership of it. They are
1: self-aware and... And they know what they're doing and they know how to deal with the guys that, like, think that they have an actual shot.
0: Well, but then there's the girls that... It's It's just the only thing that was an option for them. Yeah. And that's rough.
1: Yeah, that really sucks.
0: Like, I feel like if I had not had that experience, I'd probably have a different view of strip clubs. Like, my respect level for... Like, I have a friend who's a a dancer. Uh, Mindy. Shout out. Shout out, Mindy. Uh, VA knows her. She does her job as a job. She knows what it is. She's aware. She's... She does it well. She's in an ownership role of that career. And I couldn't respect her anymore. Just as a human being, as a... Just an honest human being to have a conversation with. 100%. She's at the top of the list I could of any people I could think of to give you. Like, here's someone who's going to give you an honest conversation. She's yep. at the top of that list. and That I, rules. I think the absolute world of her. There's zero judgment that that's what she does for a living. But I also remember hearing, like, one of those girls talk to us that uh, that was like, oh, you kind of just ruined me ever being able to enjoy this. Like...
1: I think I know what you mean.
0: She was so... So hearing her talk, you knew she was also hooking on the side and there was a guy that was not her boyfriend that was in charge of all that and she had a boyfriend and wow wow, to where it was just like like I'd I'd almost like want to sign one of my checks over, like just go to school anything whatever like this is not she had no ownership of it it was all just happening to her yep and the thought that that might be a thing made it hard for me to be able to enjoy strip clubs even though I know people who really do do that as a profession and love what they do and take ownership of it and I really would want to be there and support them in that yeah like fuck yeah you found a way to do something that works for you in this world and uh, like the guys I, that shit on sex
1: workers yeah <laughs> That's such bullshit. I mean, they found a way to make money, and there is a market. There is a market for that, especially during like COVID. Because I didn't know about that OnlyFans was a thing until like after COVID hit. And it's a, like there is a there is a horny guy market out there. There, it's supply and demand. There's a demand for titties and kind of like personal interaction, and guys will throw money at women who will, like, give them that interaction that they so desperately need because they're so desperately and hopelessly single.
0: And don't worry, you're not going to be that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, post, uh, Post-COVID, it'll, like, things will, people are like, it's a lot right now, but I sound sad. I'm not. No, you're not. You have pretty hair now. I do have pretty I'm wearing, I'm in a ponytail right now. Pony Two nub, ponytail guys. Pony nub pulling up
0: mine's in a, a bun because if I don't double and triple it up it's down to my fucking waist so
1: <laughs> I say if you grow it out a couple more years you're gonna be like that it's gonna be like crazy Christian lady length
0: if I get there just don't ask just kill me <laughs> but no I, I I'm considering making it where I can cut it up to like my chin level yep so I don't have to go through the shitty wearing a hat all the time phase again? I'm at,
1: I'm at that wearing a hat right now phase too because it's like all over the place. and <clears throat> I can't do it when I sub-teach because you can't wear a hat in school unless it says Biden likes minors apparently. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of Just Kill Me...
2: What the fuck happened last week?
1: Let's get to the bangles. Holy fuck. I mean... I mean... It, It's not the end of the world.
0: I love that Baker Mayfield had one of the best games he's ever had. And every football pundit went, he's the fourth best quarterback in the
1: AFC North. (laughs) I mean, granted, you got Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson.
0: Right. But I'm just saying that even Joe Burrow losing to...
1: Baker Mayfield wasn't enough.
0: Wasn't enough to get the pundits to be like, oh, no, Joe's better.
1: Yeah, because Burrow um, threw 61 passes. That's nuts.
0: And he looked good.
1: He did look good. For,
0: For a good percentage of
1: it. Because, I mean, again, the line's been dog shit for a while. Like, there are plays where Bobby Hart just gives up. Just get him the fuck out of there. I hate to say this, but, like, what better option do we have? It was—it's the same argument I have with Marvin Lewis no, no, no. firing Marvin Lewis. Go here's on. A,
0: put Giovanni in and place of fucking my heart. It's got to be better. Here's here's he my is hot garbage.
2: <laughs> like when
0: like when another player on another team goes, oh, I think the Bengals have a Bobby Hart problem.
1: <laughs> That's what Bosa said after playing this. They have a Bobby Hart problem. Yes, he didn't say an offensive line problem. He said a Bobby Hart problem. He was a seventh round pick. He doesn't. There are plays where he just straight up gives up. Bose, like, like the first week, Bosa just ran around him. Second week happened with Miles Garrett. Well, right, but look when
0: when Burrows ran for the touchdown, Bobby Hart's first one there, like grabbed him, like, yeah, I fucked up real bad, and you still made it good. Like he didn't f- like
1: Burrow followed uh, uh, Hopkins, didn't he? Yeah, for that yeah, touchdown.
0: Right, Trey traded great. But if you watch where Bobby Hart was, he ended up on his butt, <laughs> and then got up and ran to the end zone like, "Yeah, good job, buddy!" Like, where Burrow should have been like, "Yeah, but you did awful. <laughs> you were not important to this play, and you still almost fucked it
1: up." The one qualm I have with getting rid of getting rid of Bobby Hart again, please no, please no, Bobby Hart. My I have the same argument with getting rid of Bobby Hart that I did that I do. With getting rid of uh, I can't speak today. With getting rid of Marvin Lewis, if not him, who? Uh, uh,
0: what's the tight end that's showing up? Uh, Sample. Uh, Sample. Fucking throw it. He, I mean, he's gonna be it. a tight end. I'll get to him later. I think, like I said, if you if you listen back, I watching footage. I was like, that kid's gonna be good. And I think Sample was a Bengals, second round pick. Right, the Bengals knew he was gonna be good. Because
1: Zach Taylor, like, because he was thought of as kind of a reach. But Taylor was like, yeah, if fits into our system. And... Well, I mean,
0: he was more of a blocking tight end in college just because they didn't use tight ends that way. Yeah. But when they worked him out, he's catching every fucking pass, blah, blah, blah.
1: I think the kid's good. Yeah, and he will be good.
0: At this point, fuck it. Put him in for hard – I don't care. Because,
1: it's... well, they have to put him in a tight end because Usama's out to be here now. Uh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, because <clears> <throat> he tore his Achilles, which, by the way, Burrow's first touchdown pass – that was a gorgeous throw.
0: Oh yeah, it was beautiful. And Right to him. Just beautiful touch. Mm. Shows you what the Bengals could do. Here's, here's what's driving me nuts watching these games. When they go at the heavy packages and have two tight ends in there, Bro has a second to throw the fucking ball.
1: Yeah. When it's a one tight end set?
0: They're yeah, you know, you've got you got T. Higgins trying to fucking block a, t- a defensive end. No. Stop it. You don't want your slot guy blocking. It, it's been driving me nuts. Every game.
1: You want your if at best you want your slot guy blocking like a defensive back ten yards down the field when Mixon's making a run or Gio's right. making a run. Right.
0: That's. That's how generally you he do. He throws that.
1: that critical block that gets Mixon an extra five, 10, or maybe. Goes to the house. But I don't...
0: I don't like how Zach Taylor has shied away from the heavy package. I wish they still had, like, Ryan Hewitt. Where is he now? I don't know, but... The fact that they let that guy go is madness to me.
1: Let's see where he's at. I will fact check that. He,
0: uh... Like a guy who can pick up fullback, tight end...
1: Lineman. Like, that guy did so much. He's a free agent. Bring kind him of like, back. Kind of like a Kyle Juszczyk kind of guy. I think he's better.
0: I really do. I think that that is one of the most underrated talents the Bengals have ever had. Was Ryan Hewitt.
1: Hewitt. Kind of like that X factor in a way.
0: You let him run the ball, and he can run the ball. You let him catch the ball, he can catch the ball. You want him to block for somebody, he blocks. That dude did his job.
1: Yep. There was, like, he's kind of like an everyman on the field. Like, that's what Kyle Juszczyk is for the 49ers, which, try spelling that guy's name on the first try.
0: Or, I mean, uh, like a Graham. Like, Jimmy Graham? Jimmy, He'll block when he has to. He's, of not, like... he's not going to be able to run it from scrimmage. But if you give him a dump pass six yards out, he'll he'll make something out of it.
1: Yeah, like get like the... I was going to say, like, kind of a fullback kind of. But
0: if you have him run an end around, he knows how to block that. I think Hewitt was all of those things and just
1: criminally underappreciated. I'll give him that. 2014 to 17, he was a Bengal. 2018, he was a Colt. And 2019, he was on the Titans practice squad.
0: I just, I would like to see them. I hate that use out, but
1: I would like to see them go. That way with your sample. Because they have, I think, Seathan Carter and one other guy. Yeah, Maybe but, Mason Shrek.
0: I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, but even if you have to grab somebody, go with more heavy packages. Give the give Burrow a fucking chance to
1: to throw or to mm-hmm. move or do what do what won him a Heisman Trophy. Right, uh, but your offensive
0: line's not doing the job.
1: It's clearly not
0: it's clearly a weakness. Right. Give him the heavy packages more often. Give him the guys in there that can, you know, hold a defensive end as opposed to throwing a fucking receiver on it or having Geo block a fucking defensive end.
1: No, it's not gonna happen. Gio's tiny.
0: But he does I mean, I'll give him credit, he does pretty good for
1: what what he is, but I've always thought that Geo had longevity because the Bengals Didn't overuse him. Do you know what would be great right now? It's like a Benson
0: back. Like a Benson. Cedric Benson? Rest in peace. A Cedric Benson type back right now that they could throw out where it didn't look like they're going heavy package, but a guy who could block. Like a Rudy Johnson? Rudy was a little too small. Yeah. Like Rudy was more of a finesse.
1: Like a, I mean, obviously not this level, but like a Jerome Bettis. Yeah, if you had like a
0: bigger back, we we could really use like a fullback or a halfback.
1: Because the fullback is essentially not really a thing anymore.
0: No, but right now with the with the offensive line as shaky as it is, god damn, we could use one.
1: It's. Do you think it's the whole line, or do you think that Bobby Hart is such a weak link that it's making the entire line look bad? I think there's a few
0: guys on that line that are. They better be saving
1: whatever they're making this year. (laughs) (laughs) Like Billy Price, if he's playing. All right. You want to know a stat I read about? I was going to bring this up earlier, but you want to know a stat I read about Burrow in his game this game? Burrow threw more passes in week two than Jimmy Garoppolo did for the 49ers during their entire playoff run.
0: Right, which... 61 passes is a lot to ask.
1: Yeah, especially for your second game of your career because you're playing, you played down the entire game.
0: But 61 passes. That's should a lot. Ne- It should never
1: be asked. Which, by the way, 316 yards and three touchdowns, that's good. Yeah. That's a good stat line. Right. I, again, anyone
0: who's listened to this podcast knows I've been like, well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. <clears throat> That Browns game is the most impressed I've been with Burrow,
1: by a mile. And which, by the way, I I almost forgot about this. Did you see who tweeted about Joe Burrow during the Thursday night game? LeBron. LeBron fucking James. Did That's see, unreal. Did you see who went
0: at LeBron James on Saturday? Who? Who? What? There's a MMA fighter named Colby Covington who's like. A, I might
1: have seen this go on.
0: <clears throat> Colby. Covington is a 170 pound UFC fighter. Okay. He's a welterweight. And he beat Tyron Woodley in arguably Tyron's worst fight he's ever had. He threw like nine punches the entire fight. What a pussy. I mean, he's a guy who would murder both of us, just so we're clear. Yep. <clears throat> but in his post fight, whatever Colby goes at and he was like oh that fucking weakling LeBron James." it's like he went on LeBron James in his, his post fight speech he's like you know you're 170 pounds right <laughs> and, and you're talking shit to a 6 foot 9 270 pound super athlete he's like you wouldn't last 10 seconds in a cage with me bet he would
1: yeah, they make weight classes for a reason. Like Colby. Mayweather versus Conor McGregor? No, no, no. Not even the same. No, uh, no, no. I mean, like, in a way, yeah, like, no. Mayweather, like, you're going to last in the ring with me? No, what I'm saying is it's even more absurd. It'd be
0: like if Tyson and McGregor. Yeah. Or yeah. Ali and McGregor. Well, it, like, Tyson outweighs McGregor by 50 pounds. Yeah. LeBron outweighs Colby Covington by 70 pounds. Yeah and LeBron has
1: he's tall has a wingspan right I,
0: again I'm one of those people who like if you don't know how to fight don't fight yep I'm real big on that but also I'm not real hyped on jumping in to any fight with a 6 foot 9 super athlete <laughs> yeah who
1: is arguably the greatest basketball player ever
0: and also has been you know training with boxing with Tony Jeffries and shit for in um, the past ten years. Yep. He'll probably fuck you up.
1: Yes, exactly. I was gonna bring this up too about LeBron. Um you you know Tom Takar, obviously. He used to have this really funny joke where he would troll like um online threads where he would pretend to be like when LeBron played for the Heat, he's like he would troll online threads and be like, I'm a huge Heat fan. I love LeBron Jones. Oh Tom Brady. Old Tom Brady, Tom
0: Takar. I I'll never not be able to call him Tom Brady.
1: I, I I'm I he introduced, I'm to Takar
0: now. When I first met him, literally the first time I met him was at Bruhaha, and he goes, "I'm Tom Takar, Tom Brady," and I went, "You're gonna have to
1: <laughs> pick one of those." Like you're
0: gonna have to reconcile this somewhere because you just said Tom some name I don't know, and then Tom Brady. And I was like, I know who Tom Brady is, and you're not Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, because you've met Tom Brady.
0: I'm not, not that one, but the comic.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, what I'm saying.
0: <sighs> yeah. So he had to... But it's just fascinating to me. Someone. I don't care how much you've trained or what you've done. You're talking shit to a six foot nine, two hundred seventy pounds super athlete. Yep. He, he might be able to put a fight not might he will if you're 270 pounds and punch somebody Good especially off. somebody who's been boxing for even if it's only in theory for 10 years
1: he hits you you're going to sleep <laughs> yeah hey Colby he's got three foot of reach on you there is a player on the eagles that got hit and put to sleep and we'll get to that in a second yeah we probably should Um, But, no, we'll talk a little bit more about the Bengals because Mixon, uh, 16 carries for 46 yards. I think it's a problem with the O-line that he can't find room. He just straight up can't find room right now.
0: I think he's running the way he was at the end of last season.
1: Go for it. Everyone
0: kind of knows when he's going to run, and he's still doing well. Yep. He's earned his money. Whatever they paid him, that 54, he's earning Four it. Four years, 48. Okay, 48. He's earning it.
1: Yep. Because last
0: year he ran when everyone knew he was going to be running and still did well.
1: That's that's kind of the way a Christian McCaffrey is.
0: Right, and this year, again, not to pick on Zach Taylor t- too much, but when I know the play call before it happens, and I'm just a fat zookeeper <laughs> watching the game on you know CBS All Access, when I know where the run's going, when I can tell you what gap he's trying to hit, I assure you every defensive player in the NFL
1: knows that better than me. Because they watch film, and right. they know, and they get it. Like when Romo calls something while he's... Because there were plays, like, when Roma first started, it was like, run to the left. And CBS was like, hey, calm your shit, man. Like, during the Browns
0: Browns game, you'd see him point over and be like, he's going B-gap. You could hear it because there's no fans. You could hear the defensive There were players. fans of the
1: game, though.
0: Well, okay.
1: Limited capacity. You understand what I'm saying. Which, by, which by the hear, way, a fight broke out.
0: You could hear what was happening on the field. Because at one point, I remember when the linebackers point over, like, It's a B gap. It's a B gap. You heard it very clearly. They called what gap he was about to run through, and he for sure did. Got level.
1: Yeah. God damn it. Here's what I will say about Burrow, though. Eight different receivers had receptions. That's, I mean, that shows, like, he's spreading the ball. He's got a rapport with his receivers. Boyd was the leader. 772 and a touchdown. That's a solid game. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I saw a lot of I saw a lot of good. I did too, especially with the offense. Um the my I am a little concerned about AJ Green too. I he
0: doesn't look like he doesn't look like it's the father time caught
1: up with him so much as not playing for 2 years. Yeah. He hasn't played like a lot of games consistently since 2017. We're getting AJ Green again, but it's not till like because not only did he not play for the last years, but he also hasn't had training camp for this year. So right? I like, mean, he just... he's really got to readjust to like training and shit.
0: Yeah, I, uh, and to I,
1: NFL speed. I'm not
0: worried that that he won't get back to being AJ Green. Green will be fine. So we should probably,
1: yeah. Let's get into the Eagles. Defense first. Here's, because I do want to get to the defense a little bit. Because the defense gave up 35 points. Not having Geno Atkins is really showing. Yeah. It's really, because, I mean, granted, you only gave up 16 to the Chargers, who very nearly beat the Chiefs. That was a great game that I watched. Which, I want to shout out my go-to fantasy kicker, Harrison Butker, who at the end of that game, um, with no time on the clock, um, made three straight 50-plus yard field goals at the end of that game. That was pretty crazy. The last two were from 58. Yep. The last two were from 58. Harrison Butker has been my go-to fantasy kicker. Lloyd has to pee, so I'll ramble for a little bit. I'm going to go through the injury report a little bit. Um, Where is it? Here it is. Uh, Gino did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. This is coming up Friday. Mike Daniels, defensive tackle, did not practice uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Dunlap did not practice Thursday. Um, Full practice today. Brandon Wilson did not practice Wednesday. Full practice Thursday. I'm a big fan of Brandon Wilson. That dude's... One of the most underrated return men in the league. Took it to the house against the Ravens last year. I'm a fan of that guy and then some. Uh, Sean Williams, limited Wednesday and Thursday. Christian Covington, uh, full Wednesday and Thursday. He had a biceps injury. Logan Wilson, his his twiddly thumb. Wednesday and Thursday, uh, full practice. Again, Geno, it's a shoulder. Mike Daniels is his groin. Um... Dunlap was just resting. Brandon Wilson, it was personal. It was a personal reason. Sean Williams, it was his calf. And all that fun stuff. So, Lloyd, do you want to take down the Eagles? Let's do this shit. Let's fucking do this shit. I'm going to load my burns first. <clears throat> but, if you want to bet on how, how well um, you think these burns are going to go, that was a reach. Um, where...
0: I want to bet on how bad Alex is going to miss the segue.
1: Oh, I almost forgot about the ad reads, too. Uh, but <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> BetOnline.ag.
1: Bettingonline.ag. It's not bettingonline. BetOnline.ag. Yep, the wait is finally over because football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today (coughs) and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. And now, the dick-shaving part. Hmm. Lloyd, when's the last time you have shaved your balls? Uh, it's unfortunately been longer than it. <laughs> I need to get around to that, man, because again, like, COVID's, I mean, it, I mean, it's still pretty quarantine, and like, people are still like, <laughs> trying to either prevent them, people are like, not trying to get with me, and are using COVID as an excuse, it's like, it's not you, it's 19, it's, it's not you, it's COVID-19. It's not you, it's the pandemic, Yep. You. Um, But 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, such as technical difficulties during a podcast. Um, But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Like, we gotta use Manscaped, man, because... I'm tired. It's like when we used to do the ad reads for Manscaped. Like last year it was like using that same old razor that you do on your face. that you use on your balls, and I would use the Cleveland Brown boys. Oh, that's nasty. It is.
0: I'm still waiting for uh, our free samples for having them as as a sponsor.
1: They just give us the platform to do this, and we appreciate. I don't know, that. No, I, I definitely do appreciate that. Please don't take that. Shout as out me. Armchair All Americans. Yes, I, I'm just Andrew Stevens, silly. we love you. Andrew Stevens, we love you. Armchair All Americans. Mm-hmm. We're gonna advertise the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade, their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit which is the perfect add-on to their Lawn Mower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails, but not just regularly, in style. In style. In style. On their that was weird. <laughs> On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that dreaded summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscape.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ARMCHAIR. armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front truck. And now... Let's attack these eagles, man. Fuck these eagles. I, I,
0: One of my favorite groups of people to make fun of is Philly Trash. So.
1: I get that a lot in this. Oh, I cannot wait. Because we are going to start with the mascot, um, Swoop. What do you got? A,
0: uh, Swoop looks like his name should be Sweep. He's a janitor at a, <laughs> at a middle school
1: for sure. Uh, Swoop's number is zero, 00, which is in honor of the number of Eagles fans who leave games without DUIs. <laughs> um, I'm honestly surprised the Eagles mascot isn't a guy peeing on a porta potty.
0: I figured the Eagles mascot would just be someone throwing a D cell battery at Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, dude. God, Eagles fans. Because Philly people are trash. Yep. I mean, you got Mike Trout, Bradley Cooper, and then the rest:
0: <clears throat> Annie Letterman, Big J, Kurt Metzger. Oh, I love all three of those. Kevin Hart.
1: I like Kevin Hart.
0: I do, too. I'm just saying they're all Philly trash. Let's 100%. Shane Gillis. Straight
1: Pennsylvania trash. Oh, I love that. Uh, <clears throat> the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, who looks like John Gotti probably does now. Looks like John Gotti Biden. <laughs> I love how
0: we both had John Gotti burn. <clears throat> uh, he's a movie producer that has worked on such gems as Inside Job, I Love You to Death, V.I. Warshawski, Foxfire... Sweetheart Dance, A Place at the Table, Big Men, and Sergio. Much like his football team. You may have heard of one or two of them, but you would never go out of your way to watch
1: them actually. (laughs) God, it's like, what? Man. Um, The GM, Howie Roseman. Do you have anything on Howie? Howie looks like the part of Brian Callen that's in trouble. (laughs) I said he looks like Drew Brees if he stood by his anti-Black Lives Matter comments.
0: He looks like Drew Brees if he's one of the Manning kids.
1: <laughs> I think I kind of made that parallel, too.
2: Coaching.
1: We're going to go to their head coach, Doug Peterson.
0: What do you got? Doug Peterson looks like a villain from a late 80s James Wood movie. <laughs> <laughs> like in the movie, he plays Doug Peterson the neighborhood pedophile, that his worst crime in the actual movie is that he borrowed someone's lawnmower and div- didn't give
1: it back. <laughs> Man, Eagles head coach and Rob Riggle impersonator, Doug Peterson, was a <laughs> uh, he was a backup quarterback in his days and even backed up Brett Favre, which means Peterson would step in at a moment's notice and send a dick pic to a sideline reporter if Brett Favre's dick ever didn't work. Which is usually. But for real, though, when did Pete Holmes' his dad start working in football?
0: I literally had a Pete Holmes reference, and I'm just going <clears>
1: to <throat> go for it. Uh, he looks
0: like the guy who taught Pete Holmes how to be a youth pastor before he decided to be a comic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact about Doug Peterson, he went to, um, there's a event in Cincinnati at the Crossroads Church called the Super Bowl of Preaching. And he showed up at it, like, last year. Uh, he looks
0: like he should have showed up at Jared's defense trial. <laughs> I was actually going gonna... like, to... Pedersen should just be Peterson. He looks like... There's no way
1: you would let this kid guy watch your kids. Oh, not at all. He literally has Ped... Pedo in his name. I mean, it's... Like, the letters are kind of spaced out, but... Yeah, uh, one letter off, and he is exactly what he looks like. I was going to say... Um, the, the pastor that does that um, his daughter used to come to my karaoke gigs at Uncle Woody's all the time and my friend and Zach Wyckoff, dear friend of the pod was like what was she like and I was like somebody that goes to something called Uncle Woody's yeah and I was like Uncle Woody's touchy basement it's a very gross basement but I used to, I was like because was like what was she like and I was like oh that's right. I used to yell at the pastor's daughter for dancing on the tables. What's she like?
0: Someone who has a video of her at eight, year old, at eight years old in her underwear. <laughs> There's a video somewhere of that happening. Mariah was actually awesome. She was
1: super nice. <clears throat> but... Yeah, so is Joel Osteen. True. Shout out to Joel Osteen and Mariah Tome. Awesome people.
2: Quarterback.
1: Uh, we are going to go to the quarterback, Eagles quarterback, and less handsome Andy Dalton, Carson Wentz. Uh, it's, good to see, it's good to see
0: the youngest brother from Malcolm in the Middle is still staying busy.
1: <laughs> good old Dewey.
0: Like, he's always smiling, and people always make comments about how he's smiling, and I really do think it's that because when he's playing football for once in his life, he's not being mistaken for Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's very spot on. Um, this is one of the first burns I ever wrote for this show because I said when he was, I, they did, the last time the Bengals played the Eagles was the live episode of Go Bananas when Stone and Sam did the podcast and I said Carson Wentz was a rookie and he has to live up to the Eagles quarterback legacy of dogfighting and Campbell soup commercials.
0: <laughs> That's, be- <coughs> That's better than I gave her credit for just because I was worried I was going to cough a lot.
1: But I don't know if you saw this. Last week, this is true. Carson Wentz was booed by crowd noise.
0: <coughs> Carson Wentz always looks
1: like he's happy that someone's not calling him a ginger at the <laughs> But uh, Carson Wentz was booed by crowd noise last week. Not to be outdone, a cardboard cutout fan gave him the middle finger. All of the cardboard cutout
0: fans in Philly are just a middle finger. <laughs> That's pretty much
1: what it is. And his backup, Jalen Hurts. I'm going to pull something up. What do you got?
0: Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. This kid seems like he's trying his hardest to be cool. Yep. Like every video or picture you see of him, it's like Spike looking up to the other dog. <laughs> is that fun, Spike? Is that good? Is it? And it's too bad because uh, he tried to sing in front of the whole... You know, he's actually a really good singer. Right. So uh, he he did a thing in front of the whole Philly yeah Eagles team where he sang, and his own teammates booed him. And you could hear multiple people screaming, not even get the fuck, but just the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I was going to go ahead. That, uh, no. That, like that was supposed to be his moment to shine with his team to be cool for a minute. Yep. And 90% of the team was just like, get the fuck out of here. Screamed at him and booed at him. Which, I mean, in a city where they threw batteries at Santa Claus, that seems fitting. But But that was the team Yeah, booing him. The team. His teammates.
1: He was like, you're our future. We're going to boo the future of the franchise should Carson Wentz not work out. Which he won't. Who knows? He won't. I was gonna play a clip of like someone saying like, "Oh, Jalen Hurts is actually really good," but I was gonna play Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, <laughs> which, by the way, Victor Oladipo, Pacers, fantastic singer. I don't know if you've ever heard him, but
0: I haven't. But I also saw Jalen Hurts had like a clip where he uh, he was interacting with a fan who was autistic and was bullied by blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I
0: saw that. Shout out TMZ for all and these it, things. If you want. To know how big of a piece of shit Jalen Hurts' manager is. He's like, hey, we got that on video. You're going to look great. It kills the whole clip. Like, Jalen Hurts is being genuine with this poor kid that's been bullied. And he's like, hey, you got a whole team with you now. We're all on your team right now. Like, was this in- when
1: he was at Oklahoma or Alabama?
0: It's right after he got drafted. So he knew it was going to be an eagle. Yep. And he's like, you got everybody on your team right now, man. And Jalen Hurts... Dog shit manager ruined the whole clip by I being mean, like, We got that on video, you're gonna look great. What a dickhead. And it was so Yeah. It ruined a good moment. Yeah, it was it was a genuine moment where Jalen Hurts, who has <clears throat> the personality of a Actually, of, of your now. water bottle. Yep. Like he's Go go on Wikipedia. Find
1: anything about Jalen Hurts other than stats. I'll challenge you. Go ahead. Because Jalen Hurts, he's played for Alabama, Oklahoma, and now the Philadelphia Eagles. The holy trinity of racist fan bases. He knows all of the good trailer parks.
2: (laughs) Running back.
1: We're going to go to Miles Sanders. I have a question for you. What is it with running backs and their tiny heads?
0: I I don't I I think this guy might actually be a keyboard elf. (laughs) Like every picture of him is looking up and smiling at another player on the team (laughs) and he already has the weird small pointy ears. But there's a few pictures of him with a yeah. mask where it's pulling the ears even more pointy, and he straight up looks like. He looks like this shitty, legless
1: knockoff <laughs> for Tyler Perry's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was going to say, what is it with running backs and their tiny assets? If Miles Sanders has an ego, then his head makes it look like he's still hatching. <laughs> he, he looks like a tiny emu. <laughs> And we're going to go to his backup, Boston Scott, who looks like Odell Beckham if he liked women to poop on his everywhere. I said,
0: uh, Boston Scott is the answer to the question of, what if LeBron took a shit on Odell's chest and it became a person? (laughs) You'd get a mediocre second string running back that kind
1: of looks like them.
2: (laughs) Wide receiver.
1: Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffries' ears are the only way an Eagles wide receiver will ever have points.
0: <laughs> Alshon Jeffries looks like if Martin Lawrence hadn't gone crazy and was now playing a role as a football player.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's still mad about feminine hygiene products. That is a deep cut reference for you. <clears throat> that is. Uh, Alshon Jeffries looks like the only places he gets food have bulletproof windshields. <laughs> Alshon, Jeffrey, then we're going to go to Jalen Rieger, who has a nose that uh, that's about as big as Miles Sanders' head.
0: <laughs> Jalen Rieger got so good at avoid, uh, avoiding being tackled because he's actually part gazelle or some other type of prey animal. Seriously, his eyes are almost on the
1: side of his head. <laughs> um, <sighs> I forgot to mention this, but... I said this team drafts unsuccessful wide receivers the way Patriots draft white guys. The Phillies draft
0: unsuccessful wide receivers like Philly people start successful businesses.
1: Exactly. Uh, Third stringer and Jay Sean Cosplayer, JJ Arcega-Whiteside. He
0: was drafted in the second round. Because the team management knew nothing about him, but they thought with a name like that, he would be good for some kind of diversity.
1: Yeah, I will say he did have crazy good stats last week. Did you see this? 10 receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown. How about that, right? Just kidding. Those are his <coughs> career stats. Yeah. No, no, like no, I'm not even making a joke. Those are literally his career stats. 10 receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown. He looks like if Tim Meadows from Walk Hard... Played football. <laughs> uh, and, oh, I'm excited to talk about this guy. Deshaun Fuck the Jews Jackson.
0: <sighs> Deshaun Hitler used Jackson.
2: <laughs>
0: Putting out Hitler and Farrakhan quotes on Instagram. <clears throat> but luckily it was in Philly where people are just straight trash and wouldn't be bothered by something
1: like that. I hate you so much. Here's my joke. Uh, Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson garnered controversy after sending out a fake Hitler quote on social media. Jackson later apologized and condemned Hitler, which was a devastating blow to an Eagles fan base that can't get enough of him.
0: Deshaun Jackson failed miserably in Tampa, Florida. So the Eagles were like, that's exactly what we need. And then he showed up in the most Philly way possible.
1: <laughs> By quoting By Hitler. quoting Hitler. Can I talk about that for a little bit, please? That's, do. Please oh my do god. Why would you you like Hitler could say, I love a Big Mac sandwich. You stop at Hitler. Yeah, he,
0: he No not only Hitler, but Farrakhan, back to back. It's like, hey, Stalin and Mao had some really good ideas. Like <laughs> Like it couldn't have been anywhere it couldn't have been any more you failed in Tampa and Philly brought you back (laughs) You know, he he was drunk driving in Tampa, left his truck on the side of a road, tried to blame it on someone else, blah blah blah. All the shit he did in Tampa and Philly's like Hey, we get we get what you're doing, bruh. I like it. Let's bring you back here and he
1: literally quoted Hitler. That's insane. I will say he is like trying to educate himself, which he shouldn't have to. It's like, hey, everyone's on a general consensus that Hitler's the worst person who has ever existed. Yeah. It's pretty much a general consensus.
0: I think over the next few years, we'll just get some Stalin
1: quotes, some Mao quotes, some Pol Pot quotes.
0: Well, he'll get
1: there eventually. Yeah, maybe some Donovan McNabb quotes here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Donovan Uh. McNabb. Uh, yeah, Desha- Deshaun Jackson is,
0: is uh, he's every bit as tragic
1: as the name Deshaun. I'm going to say this, and I don't feel good about it, especially given to the, Hit- the Hitler quote. When Deshaun Jackson came out of college, I was horny for him. I wanted the Bengals to draft him so badly. Was he going
0: drop a pass on the two-yard line? Yeah, that's
1: right. Drew McGarry said he dropped the ball with his Hitler quotes like he drops the ball before the end zone.
0: <clears throat> he failed so bad that he became a Silver Linings playbook reference.
1: <laughs> but the Bengals drafted Jerome Simpson instead, who was known for one play. For his- also for his just freak athleticism. And he flipped into the end zone. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yep. I'll take Jerome Simpson. But I'll, I'll
0: take Jerome S- Simpson over Hitler quotes.
1: Well, you, well, you're not going to be like, during the draft process, you're not going to be like, hey, 13 years from now, who are you going to quote? Who are you going to quote? Mother Teresa? Good man. Not really. She was a piece of shit, too, but whatever. Who are you going to quote? MLK? JFK? No, that'd, be,
0: that'd be a good answer, but I'm still going with the. I'm, I'm going to defend the Drum Simpson pick. Over the Deshaun Jackson. <clears throat> if you talk to Boz, I'm going to be like, this guy's probably not gonna quote. Yeah, one of the
1: worst humans ever, if not the worst. Before I forget, uh, here's another throwback burn. It was about a wide receiver. Uh, one of the first jokes I ever wrote uh, was about I don't know if you remember him, Dorial Green Beckham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact: He's the NFL's all-time leader in uh, last names of receivers who are better than he is. <laughs>
0: That's That's really good. That's 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 one of my favorite jokes. That's very good.
1: That's one of my favorite jokes I've ever written for the podcast, and it was uh, 2016, (coughs) and it made Sam Sam Evans laugh very hard. (coughs) (coughs) Almost forgot about that. (coughs) Now.
0: Zach Ertz is the smallest big guy I've ever seen. (laughs) (coughs) He's a big dude who carries himself like a little guy. (laughs) <laughs> like he's always looking up Like He's always looking up to everyone around him Like I did good right And if you look at every picture of him He looks sad Like in this one <laughs> And I've decided that's because Despite his NFL career He's really bummed out that he's not Chris Evans
1: Stunt double <laughs> <laughs> Why is Zacherts playing football Because there is a Christian strip club somewhere That is really missing one of their bouncers That was good. And his backup, Dallas Goddard. <laughs> you be the first one to know this. Because I have a story that I don't know if you've heard. Uh,
0: Dallas Goddard looks like the guy who is the best at throwing a football at Coachella.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really good.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know this guy. <clears throat> but I am certain he has a wicked Frisbee golf disc collection.
1: I don't doubt that at all. So, I'm going to show you this clip, but Dallas Goddard, this offseason, got fucking soccer punched in a bar in South Dakota. Was it by a white girl with dreadlocks? It was not. Damn it. Did you see this clip? I did not, but... Holy fuck. I mean, like, it's unnecessary. It was brutal. I watched it 30 times today. Dude. (laughs) Press play. (laughs) <laughs> Press play on that shit. <coughs>
0: Did
1: you see that soccer punch? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he definitely looks like a guy who is the second best fighter at Coachella.
1: Wh- I mean, I hate to like say this like in this way. The way that guy just punched him, and his neck snap back. I'm like, I can't not watch this.
0: Also, if you guys hear me coughing, it's I took a drink during one of those jokes, that I just said it's good afterwards. <laughs> it and I really you up. did. I really did laugh and just like inhale ramen coke down the wrong pipe.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: So this should be. A testament to the fact that one of Alex's jokes was better than I gave him credit for.
1: <laughs> I just
0: uh you know Get
1: it out of your system, dog. Uh, <coughs>
0: instead of laughing the way I should have, I decided to inhale rum and coke and
1: Yeah. But Dallas Goddard got soccer punched in a in a South Dakota bar this offseason. The last time I've seen Eagles beaten that badly was in every game they've played in this season. <laughs> Yeah, but the man that made the punch the man made the punch because, quote, I thought it was my wife.
0: <laughs> Dallas Goddard looks like his name should be Love It Goddard. <laughs> he doesn't get to be that high of a city in Texas. What do you got? Jason Peters. <clears throat> Jason Peter Peters looks like Kembo all twelve slices. <laughs> With an orange slice to drink. And slice that pie over there.
1: <laughs> Jason Peters looks like Kendrick Lamar malade. That <laughs> one <coughs> made me giggle today. He looks like if the uh,
0: the chocolate silk pie from Perkins started playing
1: football. <laughs> uh, he looks like Kendrick Lamar if all of his strokes went viral.
0: <laughs> he looks like Kendrick Kendrick Lamar if Rick Ross ate him.
1: <laughs> and on the other side We got Lane Johnson Do you have Lane Johnson?
0: I do Lane Johnson looks like if my branch of the Johnsons Lived in Pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> Like if he was born Five years earlier He would have a Godsmack tattoo Of the sun <laughs> around his belly button <clears throat> He would have the
1: Godsmack tattoo Godsmack sun tattooed Around his belly button Oh my god Uh, Because a a a fan of the podcast, Bolint, is a huge Godsmack fan. (coughs) So I feel bad about that one. No, no, no. He's a huge huge Godsmack fan. I'll tell you
0: what. If I'm wrong, send me an email. Tell me how much I'm wrong and how I'm wrong. Because I'm not. I have a cousin who could pass for him. (laughs) His last name is Johnson. If we were in Pennsylvania instead of Alabama or Ohio... That's us. Yep. Like that guy can tell you the three best spots
1: three best spots to park your tractor trailer truck. Exactly. Uh and uh for the guard Nate Herbig, who is awfully succe- who is awfully successful for a guy who looks like he eats ice cream with his hands. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing so good. I own a Sonic. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate Herbig looks like the type of dude who introduces himself as Nate Herbig. As in, like, her big old titties. <laughs> yeah, high five. Nate Herbig is the type of Philly trash that Shane Gillis would be if he wasn't funny.
1: <laughs> We're going from Herbig to Hairbig.
0: <clears throat> Alright, this is I my... I think that's st- all I had on him. This is my stretch. Matt Pryor, as in prior attempts to have a personality include big hair, even bigger hair, braided hair, Hawaiian shirt guy, this type of tattoo guy... <laughs> This other type of tattoo guy, hell, I'm not convinced he's not Matt Pryor from the band The Get Up Kids, (laughs) which is a reference that exactly two people will get that know who The Get Up Kids are. (laughs) One of those two will know that the lead singer of The Get Up Kids was named Matt Pryor as well. Really? Yes.
1: What a coincidence.
0: It was a joke so tailored to me. It's like, you're going to write it. No one's going to know what the
1: fuck I'm talking about, but it's good. Look it up if you don't get it. Uh, And we didn't get to any of the defense, but we're going to get to this fucking guy, Jason Kelsey, former Cincinnati Bearcat.
0: (laughs) Jason Kelsey's like a real-life ogre from the nerds movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, he doesn't call anyone by their real name. He just makes up a new name for everyone he meets. Yep. (coughs) uh... Go on. He also only refers to women that are not white by their nationality. (laughs) Like, oh, Puerto Rican ass girl, I got you. (laughs) Black booty, alright, what's up? (laughs) You don't do that too? Not the way he does. Uh,
1: This dude owns a Chiquita banana outfit. Man, that's a big banana. Jason Kelsey, that fucking costume he wore at the Super Bowl party, it looks. That doesn't. That just looks like Toad going to prom. (laughs) Jason Kelsey looks like his
0: family made all of their money by Kmart inflatable pools.
1: (laughs) And by his brother Travis Kelsey's contract.
0: No, no, no. Even before that. If you see a trailer with a giant circle of dead grass in front of it, that's Kelsey pools. Yeah. But he
1: made that speech at the Do you see that speech he made at the Super Bowl?
0: No, I've never listened to anything this fucking guy has said.
1: It's basic. Okay, so I'll sum it up for you. It was basically I have a dream for people who drink <laughs> Budweiser. <coughs> <coughs> It was "I Have a Dream" for people who drink Budweiser.
0: <coughs> I tried to recover from my coughing fit in the middle of that, but I started coughing more because that was a good joke. Thank you. <coughs> and we did not. It get looks it. like Jordan or Jason Kelsey has given the "I Have a Dream" speech at a Jordan Peterson rally. <laughs> uh,
1: I have a dream that one day. <coughs> Things will go back to the way they were in 1942. I have a dream that I will soon be able to beat my wife
0: the way that a man in the 40s could. Could respect himself at the end of the day.
1: Holy shit, Jason Kelsey. Just a...
0: I mean, if... If the shame that Ethan Subley felt for being fat that has now motivated him to be a supercut, giant person, Yep. if that... If that negative feeling was a human
1: being, it's Jason Kelsey.
0: <laughs>
2: predictions and bullshit.
1: Again, we did not get to defense, so we're just going to go right to predictions and bullshit. Lloyd, what's your prediction this week? We got the Eagles this week. They're 0-2. Uh,
0: my prediction is that the defense is going to break Carson Wentz in half. Okay. They're going to be so tired of seeing a ginger do anything behind the offensive line that they're going to play out all of their worst hurting Andy Dalton fantasies against Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz,
1: and he will not make it past eight minutes of the first quarter. I I totally am there. And they're going to bring in Jalen Hurts, who's going to sing his way to passing else, yards.
0: He's going to sing to the point where everyone else in Philly boos him.
1: Even though there's no one in Philly there.
0: Yeah. The, like, you're going to hear the white trash trailer park booze from so far away that
1: <clears throat> Big yeah, J. from Orson, Baltimore.
0: That Big J. Oakerson will get a new special instance in that. <laughs>
1: uh, my prediction um, Bengals, 362. Eagles, 10.
0: That's higher than any other fans can count, man. Come on. Uh,
1: player of the game, Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm gonna say he's gonna go 62 for 63 <coughs> for 962 passing yards. Uh, 20 touchdowns. 20 picks. Hmm. <coughs> Player of the game will be Drew Sample. Here is my non-jokey prediction of the week. My player to watch out for, and I have money on him this week, is Drew Sample.
0: I agree. I am sold on this kid. I uh, I think if they <clears throat> use him the way he plays, that... Versus the Eagles' half in half out defense, the way they've been playing. Yep,
1: because they, they just got shelled by Tyler Higby last week right, for three they, touchdowns. They were doing that. Yeah, you know, the Browns,
0: the Browns blitzed at the Bengals. The, the Chargers didn't.
1: Yep. So I'm going to show Lloyd this right now. I have a FanDuel team. Can you see who my tight end is? He's got Drew Sample. I for sure have Drew Sample. For $4,800. Yep, $4,800. I think the budget's like 60-some. But, okay, so here's my logic. Uzama's out for the year. Burrow throws to his tight ends. Especially when they run the heavy packages that they should be
0: using. Drew Sample is going to get receptions. I think he's going to be... I think he's going to be the breakout player of this game.
1: I 100% agree. And if I have, if that goes according to plan, I've also got, on that team, I've got Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins. If they all rack up points, I'm going to be a rich motherfucker. DeHop's going to produce. Oh, yeah, because he's got Kyler Murray now, too. Just because he's DeHop. He's the best wide receiver of the last five years.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> he's the I would new easily, new Megatron. I would put him
1: over Michael Thomas.
0: I would say he's a new Megatron.
1: Yes. Because here's <clears throat> the difference between... Here's what separates DeAndre Hopkins over Michael Thomas. DeAndre Hopkins is quarterback proof. He's also
0: solid on his routes. Yes. He doesn't he doesn't
1: drop... <clears throat> Anything.
0: Wait, well, I'm saying he doesn't rely on speed to get a separation. He doesn't rely on raw athleticism to. He knows his routes. He knows your routes. He knows your protections. That's a guy who. <clears throat> D Hop knows when you're zoning him. He knows when you're man to man. He knows.
1: He knows his shit. He could quarterback a game. Like, why I say Drew. Uh, DeAndre, I almost said Drew Sample. Why DeAndre Hopkins is quarterback proof, he put up stats with TJ Yates under center. He could put up he could put stats with anyone. He, he put was, up
0: stats with Brian Hoyer. He runs like Chad Johnson did. But Chad more. was a crisp route runner in his right. days. I think DeHop is a better route runner. Uh, only because he understands what the defense is doing. I he, think I think Chad had such incredibly clean routes because he was also physically gifted to do that. Yep. Whereas D-Hop has all of those physical gifts. He is just as much of a genetic freak as any other receiver. And he has crazy good hands. And the understanding to know why and what is happening around him. Yep. He's... He's find a, a receiver that comes back to his quarterback as often as he does when the quarterback's scrambling. Find a receiver <clears throat> that extends a route <clears throat> on top
1: of what's already expected of him. Well, it's going to help because Kyler is he's a he's a great scrambler. He's a, Kyler Murray is going to be the kind of guy he's on the field and everyone has to be aware of what he's doing because he's that freakish of an athlete. If you combine Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals are going to be fucking filthy.
0: But we're talking with the Eagles.
1: Yes, we are talking about the Eagles and their kitchen sink of a receiver core. They have the ghost of Alshon Jeffrey. He's fine. Deshaun Jackson, anti-Semitic, but fine. Arsega Whiteside. If he gets a catch this week, I'll be surprised.
0: He has so two targets he. this whole year. So
1: will he? And who the fuck was the other guy? Jalen Rieger. I don't know if he's hurt or not, but he might get a couple catches. And Greg Ward, who was a we didn't get to him, but he was a kind of a sleeper. I put him on some Fanduel teams last year. He he's solid. He might get a catch or two. He's Steven Smith without that.
0: The what? He's Steven Smith without the ego. Greg Ward or Jeffrey? Yeah, Greg
1: Ward. Okay. But yeah, uh, realistic prediction. I know it's we've been saying Bengals win. What's your prediction? I'm going to say uh,
0: Bengals
1: 24, Eagles 17. I'm going to say given the offensive line struggles, I don't know if the Bengals can pull this off I hope I eat my words I'm going to say Bengals or I'm going to say Eagles 24 Bengals 20 I hope I eat my words but I'm not going to eat these words because we're almost at the two hour mark mark. Lloyd I think we only have one thing left to say absolutely yep Fuck you, Philadelphia Eagles We like the Bengals
0: Why, man?
2: Fuck you We like the Bengals